Welcome to the Life Boss Podcast. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Karen Mieses here, your business strategist and productivity expert, calling BS on the lies keeping us stuck. I share with you the top tips and tricks to hug your body, soul, and mind so that you squash all the overwhelm, stop glorifying stress, and design a business that brings you joy. If you are ready to show up and work smarter, I want to show you how to become unstoppable. Let's dive in. Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Life Boss here to help you become unstoppable. And today I have a very special guest because she's a colleague and she basically does the same thing that I do, which is really unusual in our uh, in our industry to share but I wanted to bring her so that you get a different perspective when I'm talking about systems and productivity and how to get things done uh, because many times it takes uh, us different perspectives to finally have things to click in so, and her name is Karen, Karen Grill. She is a business and productivity coach for entrepreneurs and a certified fix the next, uh, fix this next advisor. And we're going to talk more about that. Having started her first online business over 10 years ago, she knows the struggles of entrepreneurs and has learned, uh, the strategies for creating a successful business. And yes, she uh, have overcome the. Uh, she helps people overcome their tech issues, create system, uh, strategies to work less, which we all love to do. So, Karen, tell us a little bit about you. How did you get to do this that you do now? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Karen. It's so wonderful to be able to talk with another colleague. I really appreciate that. Um, so I started my first online business over 12 years ago. I was in a situation where my husband was working in another state and I had two little kids. And so I really struggled. I struggled being able to service my clients and having to deal with these two little kids. They were like um, five and three. And so um, I just realized there was a point where I was sick and my kids were there running around screaming. I was trying to answer a client's email and I was just like, this cannot be what it's supposed to be like, right? This is insane. And so I really kind of went on this journey to figure out all about kind of time management and productivity and how was I going to be able to make this work to be able to do this business, but still be there to support my kids. And so I took a lot of classes, I read a lot of books and all the things, but I realized a lot of times that they were men who were writing them and they didn't have the care of their kids. They really didn't understand my situation. And so it's taken me a long time to really figure out ways that we can work on our business and still be there for our kids. And so I'm so thrilled to be at this moment where we are right now, because it's a wonderful time to be able to be with our kids and do the businesses we love. Oh, yes. And definitely I... Uh... I, I, um, I'm right there with you on that because to be honest, guys, I'm, I'm, you know, that I, uh, uh, I'm very understanding, <laughs> have a lot of patience, but there's nothing truer than another mother <laughs> can understand you way better because you have to be a mother to really understand what is happening. And I have had this, um, 
fight basically with many of my uh, boss babes that do not have kids and say, no, but I have to do all this. And I'm like, yes, I know. I was like that. Like I had my kids later. Like I have my first one at 35. Uh-huh. So uh, I was like, I, I thought the same way that they, they are thinking now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so full of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then kids enter and it's like, oh my gosh, all this work, ba- uh, work-life balance in corporate is absolute BS. <laughs> yeah. I, I had the same experience. I worked in international development and I mean, we worked 60 to eight hours a week and that was just normal. Like it was nothing strange. And then when I had kids, I'm like, wait, I can't do that anymore. Right. But it was hard to readjust and figure out, okay, so now I'm my own boss. So how do I manage that time? Right. So that I you know, can actually serve the clients that I have um, and giving them the best that I can. But then still the whole reason I did it was to have time with my kids. Right. And be able to be there for their school events and all those things. And I just don't think people who haven't had kids or who don't have the care of their kids don't understand that. Oh, yes. And when you started transitioning uh, your business to a more suiting lifestyle, something sustainable. Right. What do you think was a crucial part of it? Like either a system or a mindset shift that was like the pivoting moment where you say, no, we are doing this now my way. Right. So I have to say that when I started, there just wasn't the technology available. There weren't the tools and the software that there are now. So I didn't have that help. But instead, it really was a mindset shift, thinking about what realistic time do I actually have to work on my business? I think this is where a lot of people go wrong. They think, oh, so I'll work from 10 to 2. And they think they actually have four hours to work. But when you really look at it, you actually have less than that, right? And I always have kind of buffer time just in case something happens with my kids. Like one time my son got hit in the head in gym class. I had to go to you know the ER and all those things. And so my whole day was shot. And I didn't know what to do after that. Like, what do you do when you finally come back? And so it was really figuring out, okay, I really have less time than I think to work. What are the crucial things that I have to get done today for my clients? And then if there's extra time, perfect. I have always things to do, right? But really being specific about what I needed to get done that day and how much time I had to work that day. Was it hard to start saying no to things? At first it was, but I would always go back to those chaotic moments when I hadn't said no and the way that it made me feel. And a lot of times I've noticed I would get sick right after those kind of times, or I just wasn't feeling well. And so I I couldn't be there for my kids or my clients. I'm like, well, that's not a better solution. So I realized like I got really specific at firing clients. So I have another business that I started and I work with patent attorneys and there were some patent attorneys who um, tried to always have me do more than what my service was. And I realized from the beginning then I can't work with those people because they would call me all day long and that just wasn't my service. And so I realized I cannot have those clients. And I got really good at firing them. I made those boundaries and I just realized I felt better and I was able to be more present for my kids. And so it made a huge difference. And when I saw those results, it was easy to say no. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. I hear you. And I, it goes, it it takes me down memory lane because I used to do a lot of uh, 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 expert witness on bankruptcy courts and yes, (laughs) yes, Yes. attorneys. And those of you that are attorneys, I hope that you are doing it different, but uh, it's like, it was the most important is, or 
whatever you have to be uh, reacting to every email, to every text, uh, to everything. I remember when, when we started, like the first smartphone was a BlackBerry. And that was crazy. That was like crazy because they would think that you are working Sunday and Saturday and around the clock and expecting. I'm like, no, no, that's not the way to go. So if you would have to start now, because you and I, both of us, started before there was all this technology. Right. Uh, I started transitioning everything online in 2012. Uh -huh. So it's been a while. Yeah. And what would you, like, what, what would you be your three systems that you would start with, like, right away in 2020? Right. Well, back then when I started, they didn't have any scheduling software. And so it literally was going back and forth by email. And, you know, what a waste of time, right? <laughs> for everybody, for both of us. And so I definitely think the easiest place for most people to start is some kind of scheduling software. I think use Acuity. I like Calendly. Find the one that works for you. But I also think people don't always use their tools to the fullest extent. So people think, oh, I can just schedule appointments with Calendly or Acuity. But really, you can take payments. You can have an intake questionnaire form. You can have it connect with Zoom so they get reminders and have the Zoom link sent. So there's so much that one tool can do for you, and the amount of time it saves is amazing. So make sure whatever tool you're using, make sure you're using it to the fullest extent that you can. So that's one. What are two more? So I definitely like project management softwares. I think you said you use Trello. Um, I like Asana, but again, there's so many options. And I think that's one thing that wasn't in the past. Like they didn't have all these options. And so in some ways it's harder now, but in some ways I think it's easier to find something that works with your brain. Like we all think differently, how we work is different. So you need to find the one that really kind of jives with the way you work. And it's great that there's all those options. So I, most all have free trials. So try one that works for you. But the thing that is so revolutionary about them is you can put everything in them. And so really when you wake up in the morning, all you have to do is open that tool and you'll see exactly what you have to do today. You can assign it to other people if you have a team or if you have maybe a virtual assistant so that you can see everything. It's kind of your headquarters, your hub, right? Your company hub. So you can see everything there. And I even keep all my mom stuff in there. So really I have just a one-stop shop so I can see everything when I go in there and it's super easy and it definitely saves me time. Yes. Okay. So I love that you mentioned about there are so many options right now. Yes. And I know that uh, many of us can get into paralysis by analysis because which one is the best? Right. And Karen say, said it brilliantly, like the one that works for you. Yes. I started using Asana because when I started, basically that was it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was, there were not many options. It was Excel or... <laughs> Excel, what, what was it, with the AAA action plan that project managers use. And for those of you that have no idea, you stop calculating our ages. <laughs> but what I love about Trello, and this is something to consider, is I am a very visual person. I am a very visual person in the way that, I don't know, my brain works, uh, it's with pictures. Mm -hmm. So Asana gave me that. And also because I love to play with images, it gave me an extra motivation right. to go there. Uh -huh. but, uh, and back to what Karen said uh, on about the scheduling system, it's maximizing. Right. Like maximizing 
de, de, de functionality. But I would like to compare notes with this statement with uh, Karen. I have found with my clients that many times when they stumble with technology or with the app, it's because they didn't sit down to brain dump everything that they do on a day. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the biggest things. Again, they're either not realistic about what they do each day. They don't even really know all the things that they do, whether it's business or personal, but also they don't take the time. And, you know, I don't know how we can, how we can stress enough that if you take the time up front, it makes your life so much easier going forward. So take the time now to learn the tool, whatever tool you choose that you think works for you. Make sure you learn it, put everything in it, so that then you will be saving the time and you'll be the productive person that you want to be. Yes. So when you are, and, and we are missing just one more tool, but <laughs> we got into processes and I just have to, like, let's circle back to this. Uh, okay, so when you are mapping out with a customer or a, a client what they do throughout the day, do you recommend them to do it in a certain way or do you interview or they have to do it? How do you go about uh, sitting down and mapping the process? So first I usually have them for two weeks observe themselves and kind of write down the things that they're doing and what time, because I think um, even when I do this periodically for myself, like what am I actually doing? Sometimes you forget, you think, oh, this is what I do. But when I really sit down, there's extra things that I've forgotten. So I think it's good to have that kind of observation period of myself or the client self, and then, you know, kind of be able to reflect on that. And then we talk through though, you know, are they doing the things that they should be doing, right? So a lot of times they're doing a lot of busy work and a lot of extra things that really they don't. So it's really figuring out how do we streamline this business so that you're really, you know, earning the money that you should, serving the clients in the way that you should, being visible in the way you should, but not doing busy work for busy work's sake, not doing extra things. So have that observation period. And then we kind of talk through, you know, what are the typical things that a business owner like you should be doing? Are you doing those things or not? Most of the time, they're not doing kind of their finances kind of the right way. They don't have, you know, operating procedures. So kind of working through that and then streamlining that system so that they know exactly what they should be working on at all the time. Oh, I love that. I, for those of you guys that have been following me for a longer time, uh, I talked about the time inventory. And I know that I kind of dumb it down with the sh uh, spreadsheet that you can download and, and, and track the realistic, like for, right, instead of my fitness part for your uh, logging your food and you're going to log absolutely everything. That is exactly what Karen is uh, saying here, but she's taking it a, a notch a little bit higher into letting you that extend this for two weeks. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I believe that that will also help you get into awareness mode. Yes, I think that's the most important thing, right? Because we don't really know kind of the bay passes by so quickly, right? Especially if you're a mom entrepreneur, you have all your business, but then you have your kids stuff. So it just goes by so fast that we never take the time to sit down and reflect what we did. And so I think that's why I think two weeks kind of works just because different weeks can have different things, right? And so you're just trying to get the aggregate of those two weeks to figure out really what you're working on each day. Yes. And I think one, uh, one thing that I always catch myself because I, I like to do it, for example, now this week I am doing it because we are going back to school. <laughs> so I am doing it to be very uh, conscious and, and uh, intentional about the work. But this time I am doing it to see what are the things that are getting in the way. That's great. 
Yeah, because that is another thing after years of doing this exercise is that every time that I do it, it's like, okay, this, the, here are the energy pirates <laughs> on the way, the black holes. <laughs> and it's like uh, many times we, we get into these uh, bad habits unconsciously. Yes. And I think I always try to do this, although not all the time, I'm not as good as I should be when there's different changes in my schedule or different changes in my life. So anytime, you know, kind of throughout the school year, there, there's, you know, schedules change. So then I need to reflect on my schedule. What's, what's not getting done now, or what can't I define the time for because their schedule has shifted. And so I think it's helpful. You know, I think people think they do this once and they're done. I'm like, no, you have to keep redoing this and reflecting on what you're doing so that you can be the most productive. Like if we have very little time, we have to make sure we're using every minute effectively. And the only way you can do that is if you know what you should be doing and working on and then doing that. Yes, and I, uh, I, I honestly believe, and, and guys, uh, again, for those that have uh, followed me for a long time, uh, you know that I'm not the most uh, organized person. I have ADD, so I grew up without knowing that, but my mom is a, a nurse, and she followed her intuition, and mm-hmm. she had me on, like, overscheduled, basically, to get me into our routine. And then I realized that, uh, that I have this uh, situation, this challenge when I was in college because I didn't have my mom. And it was like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna do whatever. And my second year in college, it was this F withdrawals. And I didn't know what was like happening uh, with me. So believe me, if I can do this, anybody can. Yes. Any, anybody can. And, and, and again, like parents said, we do this and we teach these things because we are walking the talk. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I think it's the only way. Like, I only work four hours a day. And if I only have those four hours, I need to make the most of every of them, right? And so if I didn't have these plans, if I hadn't reflected on this, I would be wasting time like nobody's business. Because you can get off on Facebook or you can do whatever you want. It's so easy to do. So, um, you know, in some ways, I'm not a super disciplined person, but I have certain goals for my business. I want to serve my clients because I really like them. And so that's the only way that I can do it. Wow. And, and you are doing amazingly because you are not, uh, when, when I look at you and I follow Karen on Instagram and through a group, we were together and she's not everywhere. Like some people make you believe some business uh, uh, gurus out there. It's like, you have to be everywhere and you have to repurpose everywhere. And you can tell that you are very specific with where you get involved. Mm-hmm. but it is with such consistency that in a very short period of time, I can say, okay, I know exactly what she does. <laughs> so I definitely have grown into that. I wasn't always like that before. And I realized that really consistency is one of the biggest issues. You don't have to be everywhere, but you, wherever you are, you need to be consistent about it. And so I found that to be kind of the best thing for me to do um, in terms of you know, visibility. So you, uh, okay, so we talked about scheduling, we talked about uh, your project management tools, Mm -hmm. and how important it is to set up your processes, like sitting down and saying, okay, this is everything that I need to do or that I do in a day, Mm -hmm. so that you start declaring and maximizing those those resources. What would be a third one that is like a must-have? So as you alluded to, so many gurus say you have to be everywhere on social media, you have to be visible. So I do believe that, you know, social media is a great tool to use. You need to pick 
kind of your lane, pick the platform that you think your clients are on and that kind of resonates with you. But I think um, using some kind of social media scheduling tool is a must (laughs) because it's impossible to be everywhere all the time. And so, you know, whether you use Creator Studio, which is free, so you can, you know, schedule if you're on Facebook or Instagram, um, that's a great way to always have that content going out consistently. But also you still need to schedule time in to go and engage, right? I think that's something people miss. They'll schedule this content, but they never go back and reply to the people who've commented. And that's so important in terms of both the algorithm, but it's just people seeing you and seeing that you're responsive and that you're actually on these platforms. You're not just posting and, and ghosting everybody, right? So you want to really find the platform that you want to focus on and then be consistent about it. And I think these scheduling tools can really help. Which one, this is a hot topic lately, which uh, scheduling tool is your favorite and why? So this is a tough one. I've tried a whole bunch of different ones. I will say that it seems to me lately that, you know, Facebook is really pushing Creator Studio of their own tool and it's free. Um, So, you know, I do a lot of my Facebook there. I actually have Tailwind for Pinterest and Instagram. And I definitely like some of the... um, functions that are there for Instagram in terms of now you can schedule Instagram reels, you can do stories, um, you can save groups of hashtags so that you can just, you know, click a button, it's there, it'll automatically post in the first comment. Um, I'm doing kind of a test now, I'm a big experimenter testing if there's a difference in reach when I post using Creator Studio or if I do Tailwind. So I, I don't know the details yet, but hopefully um, I'll have a you know, solution if it's better to use the third party tool or better to use Facebook and Instagram's own tool. Hmm, that's a great experiment <laughs> going. We have been uh, doing like both, but uh-huh. I think that, and this is us nerding out on tech right now, but I have found that the difference, where I see the difference in reach is when I am engaging. Yeah. Like uh, they are, the algorithm so, somehow is remunerating your participation on the platform because that's, they, they want more eyeballs on the platform so they, because they are selling ads. So they yeah. want you there. Otherwise, uh, their business model starts to crumble. <laughs> but that's why I think it's so important. You can't just schedule. Well, it's good to have a scheduling tool. You, do, you have to schedule that time during the day. Um, and if you can, you know, like even within 15 minutes to 30 minutes from when your post goes out to go in and try to engage, um, respond to comments, I think that's one of the best things you can do. Mm, yes. Okay. So... If you, uh, what thing, what, what one thing you wish you would have started doing way sooner to get you where you are at way faster? So, I mean, I think um, focusing. So I think so many of us, when you start out, you're kind of reading all this information and following all these different people and everybody has a different perspective and a way of doing the business. I think if I would have focused on one thing, on one service, especially at the beginning, I think, and on one client, I think that I would have gone um, along faster, right? I think you would have the fast track. And I think so many people feel so scattered, like they're trying to do so many things. So that's why I say, you know, choose one social media platform. You don't have to do all of them, especially at the beginning, like really find your voice, figure out, um, you know, if your clients are attracted to what you're saying on this platform, if they're there. Um, And then also if your clients are responding to the services that you're providing, if your offer, if nobody's (laughs) accepting it, then that's probably something you need to change. But I think when you can focus at the beginning and then you can start to expand your offerings, I think I would have moved faster yes focus is so important and it's uh, surprising hearing yeah. that from you <laughs> so guys again it's it's something that there's such a big industry yeah because 
it is a real challenge. Like it's a humanity challenge <laughs> to be focused and, more, and, and now more than ever. My, yeah. Now uh, I believe more than ever, it's very hard because there are too many options. Yes. There are too many, many, many options. So I wanted to ask you, uh, you are a certified Fix This Next advisor. Does mm-hmm. that have to do with the book? Yes. So Mike Michalowicz is an author. Uh-huh. He's done Profit First and a whole bunch of different books. And Fix This Next is just kind of a really interesting kind of assessment tool. And it goes through the different kind of parts of a business and it shows you what you should be focusing on. And this kind of goes back to what I was talking about because so many times businesses think maybe this is one problem, maybe sales is their problem, but actually it's before that. They don't even have their systems in place in their business. So they can't get more sales because they couldn't service them. So it's really an assessment tool and I love all of his books. If you haven't read them, I definitely recommend them. But um, I went through a training program with him and I really love that. Um, This book, Fix This Next. So is that available on your website? So the book is available on Amazon everywhere you want to go. If you want specific services helping you go through kind of the assessment tool and I can then help you create a plan of how to move forward, um, you can definitely contact me. Okay, so and that's in your on your website. So we're yeah. gonna put that on the show notes okay. so that you can follow up with uh, Karen on that. It sounds very interesting. The book fix this this next is amazing. Yeah, it's good, and right? And it's definitely one that is a repeat for me. <laughs> yes. Uh, because it's one of those that depending where you are at in your business or in your life, uh, different things are gonna click. Yes, exactly. For you. Uh, so yeah, that is super, super in- interesting that there is an assessment. So it's like a specific, uh, like a framework. That yeah, he's it's kind of a series of questions in different areas of your business, um, just to help you. Like he always says that so many businesses don't know what their problem is and what they should be working on. And so this is really to pinpoint that at this stage, you need to work on this. And then, you know, you take the assessment again, and there's probably another issue or a problem that you need to work on. So it's kind of something that you kind of redo all the time. Yeah. Okay. I love, 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 love that. And I'm going to go and look into it because I'm, you know, I'm a nerd about this stuff. (laughs) So, uh, what does it mean for you to be the boss of your life? So I definitely see it kind of holistically, right? So I think we talk about work-life balance and people say that can't be, um, they can't have a work-life balance, but I don't exactly think that's true. I don't think it has to be a balance like 50-50, but I believe that you can have kind of a work life, a family life, and then in time for yourself. And it's just kind of figuring out how that's going to work in your life. And so for me, being the um, boss of my life is really having all those components every day in my life. Oh, yeah, I, I said as, as you were explaining it, I was imagining like uh, bubbles floating. Yes. No. <laughs> more, than a, more than a wheel. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like uh, where you feel comfortable, I guess. Yeah, and I feel like kind of fulfilled, right? So I have the business. I love working with my clients. I love my business. So I have that part. I have the time with my family that I love as well. But I also realized at some point that I needed to have that time for myself. And so carving out a little time each day, even if it's five minutes of journaling, whatever that is, that really makes me feel like I've had a full day. Oh, yes. So uh, Karen has given us a lot. Those three tools are ones that you can start working on right now. Uh, I, I love all your perspective on it in the in, in also that you included okay this is the business whatever so often you come back but you have this life 
uh, perspective. And, and that's so important because I believe that that's what makes uh, like entrepreneurship sustainable. Right. So that we are not like, uh, like going to sprint, burnout, sprint, burnout. Yeah. So with that said, I love to end the show giving the listeners an experiment for the week. Okay. Like what one thing you can uh, share with them that they can do to improve their productivity based on what we talked about. Okay. If you take away from this talk that we are having here, do this this week and your life is going to start getting better. So one thing, and I know that you love time blocks as well, Karen. So one of the things that I think is really important is trying to, you know, batch similar tasks together. It was funny. I was at um, a friend's house a little while ago and she was cleaning and she would like clean this one area and then walk over here and clean this area. And then clean. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that is so inefficient. <laughs> so in all areas of life, I think we can find efficiencies. So let's say uh, I know a lot of clients will finish with a client and they'll invoice them and then they'll have another client and then they'll invoice them. Instead of having the invoicing throughout the day, set a block of time where you do all the invoices together because it's much more productive. You're working with your brain. So they say that when you do similar tasks in a row, you're much more efficient and it can take up to 20 minutes to reassess your brain goes back to a new kind of task. And so it's so much more efficient. So wherever you can in your business and even in your life, Figure out things that you do repetitively. If you do them all the time, try to find a block of time in your schedule and do them all at once. You'll find it's much more efficient and it'll work with your brain. You'll feel much more better. I love that. I love that because sometimes people ask me, okay, but what do you mean about blocks of time? And you just explain it like brilliantly. Uh, that's uh, in batching in uh, yeah. that, that, that part of, yeah, it's right. Uh, it takes some time to go in from one task to the next, and then you are losing time, right? In this, uh, in this. So, guys, that's your experiment this week. You are gonna do those, not only the time blocks, but batching. Yes. In those uh, time blocks, so that you can start finding pockets of time. Thank you, Karen Grill, so much for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and experience with us. I'm super grateful to have you here. Oh, thank you so much, Karen. It's been a pleasure to be here with you. That's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in, Rockstar. If you enjoyed today's show, subscribe rate and give us a review on iTunes. Also, head over to lifebosspodcast.com to get access to some free resources to help you with today's experiment. Do you want to be a guest? Email me to the lifebosspodcast at gmail.com to learn how.